Hey, Echo Online fam. Welcome to Echo Sunday Service. At Echo, it is our heart that you find your place, your people, and your purpose. If you are new to Echo's online service, you can expect this to last around 45 minutes. We'll start with our Echo Band, hear a message from Pastor Andy, and have a time of response. If you are familiar with Echo, you know that every week we talk about generosity. And once again, your involvement with Operation Christmas Child was amazing. We put together several hundred boxes for children around the world in the midst of a pandemic. And we have more in store. We are raising money for Build-A-Bag, for Be the Church Sunday on December 13th. We are hoping to gather as a church to build bags for the landing and Riverside Engage Elementary. Each bag will be filled to the brim with necessities to assist families during this season. We cannot do this without you. We are asking you today to step up, to, to get out your phone right now and give to Echo. You can head to our website, you can go to the Church Center app, partner with us and give so that we can make this happen for our community. Thanks again for joining us online. And don't forget, let us know you're out there. Comment, like, share, whatever you're feeling. We hope you're enjoying Echo Sunday service. Tried so hard to see it. Took me so long to believe it. That you choose someone like me to carry
presence this morning. Thank you, Father, for your presence. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to be our conqueror, our champion. Father, I just pray that your spirit would move in this room right now, Jesus. Touch our hearts this morning, God, and allow you us to come into your presence and worship you this morning. Father, I pray that our worship would be pleasing to your ear. We love you, Father.
saw the Lord give me a vision recently about the Israelis standing in front of the Red Sea. And there's a moment in your life, maybe right now or to come, that you will have no other direction to go, but only to look up to the Heavenly Father. And when we put our faith and trust in Him, the sea will part and God will make a way for us. So sing this song with me. You are here, moving in
stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you work. Even when I don't feel it, you working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never. Here we go. today we take a step towards you as the way maker God I thank you for your goodness I thank you for your greatness God I thank you that you knew that we would be here today within culture within the state of existence that we're all experiencing. And God, today, some people, maybe they're watching at home or maybe they've stepped into Echo today, God, and they just need you to make a way. God, we lean into you and we ask that you would do that. Would you breathe a fresh breath of life within us, within the church, within this community and this world? We need you more than ever before. Jesus, we may not have much, but what we have, we give. And we're leaning in and we just ask that, would you multiply our less into more? In Jesus' name, everybody says, amen. Is God good? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. 
change or be changed? That is the question. What the? Hey, welcome to day one of the rest of your life. We're, we are in a brand new series called 15 Days of Change. Before we move forward, I just have to acknowledge <laughs> this wound on the side of my face. I had a battle with a T-Rex and I lost. <laughs> so I just want to let you know, but honestly, uh, that it's there and sorry that you got to stare at this mug today with a wound, but um, honestly, I misjudged a turn around my truck with a piece of metal siding and it definitely won. <laughs> uh, but we are in a series, brand new, 15 days of change. And I want to read the scripture and, and I want to kind of unpack this and help us relate to what I believe Jesus is trying to say. In Matthew verse 7, or chapter 7, verse 6, he says, Don't give to dogs what is holy and don't throw your pearls to the pigs. And what I want to do is take a moment and help you understand this in modern day terms. Uh, let me just say this really simply. My family loves popcorn, and almost every other day I make popcorn on our Whirly Popper. I get that Whirly Popper out, I put some canola oil in it, uh, I throw a three-fourth three cup of popcorn on uh, the stovetop, and I start twisting, you know, whatever that little thing does in there and, and it pops this perfect popcorn. I put some sea salt on it and then honestly to put it over the top, we put some butter on it. And if I'm Daniel fasting, I'll throw some vegan butter, which is awesome because it's really sweet. But one thing I've noticed is people eat popcorn in all different ways. And you know what I'm saying, right? My wife, she's just like so amazing at eating popcorn. She's so precise. She grabs just a few things of popcorn and makes sure, she makes sure that like one, two, three pieces of popcorn is just enough for her mouth. <laughs> My father-in-law, who actually turned us on to the whirly popter, he always grabs kind of a half, a half handful of popcorn. He does the shuffle and then the stuff. <laughs> and um, you've seen this technique, right? Um, people will take the popcorn, they do the throw and catch. So glad I caught it. It would be so embarrassing if I didn't. <laughs> uh, but then there are my daughters. And I feel the way that they eat popcorn is they, and, and, and I'm guilty as charged as well, but they put as much popcorn possible in their mouth and, or their hand, and then they follow with putting it all in their mouth. Now what happens is most of that or a lot of that popcorn, man, it doesn't end up in your mouth. It ends up on the couch. <laughs> and I shouldn't tell you this, but after watching that movie or watching that show or playing a game that my kids will get up and it's as if there's a whole layer of popcorn. It's almost like it's a blanket of popcorn. And that's how they eat popcorn. I shouldn't tell you this, but when they get up, I have them clean it. And um, a lot of times dad eats the popcorn. <laughs> I shouldn't tell you that you, you think I'm so gross because I guess I am. Um, 
But what I'm trying to tell you with all this popcorn talk, uh, I'm not trying to just make you hungry. I'm trying to tell you this. I think if Jesus was here today, he might just simply say, don't throw your kernels to dad. (laughs) Don't throw your kernels to the couch. Don't waste those kernels. And some of you are like, man, Andy, your illustrations are out there. Yes, they they are. But really, um, I want to tell you this. I believe this is kind of how we live our life. Life is like a bowl of popcorn. It's like a box of chocolates. But honestly, it's like a bowl of popcorn until it's empty. Until we're empty. Until we're looking around and we're somewhere and we're with someone doing something. And it's not because we chose to be here, but because we just ended up here. And honestly, this last year, man, I feel like I've lived inside of an unreal movie. And for some of us, we feel like we've lived through a movie that would be termed a tragedy, a drama. Others of us, because it's just been so crazy and, and, and uh, we, we feel like we've gone through a comedy at moments and not because it's funny, um, for real, like the good funny, it's the bad funny that we're awkwardly laughing in the corner about uh, and crying. <laughs> and honestly, for a moment there, I thought like the end credits were rolling and now I feel like we're being thrusted back into a horror movie, uh, that, that things are just elevating and the circumstances aren't getting any better. And I just want to let you know, uh, and, and, and I want you to take this right, um, so just hang tight before you hang up on me here, but I refuse it. I refuse to be thrown back into the horror movie no more. I am not going to be put into another show. I don't want to be put into another script. I don't want to be shoved into a narrative where I have no control. I'm telling this, I am ready to move. And I'm not talking about moving to Florida. Man, I'm talking about moving forward in the way that God wants me to move forward to. I no longer want to be a victim of my circumstance. I want to be a victor amongst this current moment. Let me say this again. I no longer want to be a victim of my circumstances. I want to be a victor amongst this current moment. Anybody relate? How can I overcome this? How can we overcome this? Well, here's the answer. 15 days of change. (laughs) Some of you are like, really? A sermon series and a pastor talking with a huge scar on the side of their face? That's really going to make the difference in my life? Um, No. No. Uh, It's not about what Andy is about to say. It's about what God is doing. I believe 15 days of change is what God longs to do at this very moment. There's an Old Testament book in the Bible uh, called Isaiah. It's about a prophet, Isaiah, and, and a lot of the things that the Lord had been presenting to him. And in chapter 43, verse 16, Isaiah writes this. Here is what the Lord says. This is what Adonai says. Who made a way in the sea a path through the raging waves. Come on, we, all can, we can all relate. Verse 17, there's, there's a little bit of a change, and it says, who led out chariot and horse, the army in its strength, and now they lay down, never to rise again, snuffed out and quenched like a wick. This is a picture of defeat. 
But then this is what Isaiah writes. This is what God's saying to us. Stop dwelling on the past events and brooding, or brooding over times gone by. Come on, everybody. I am guilty as charged. I have looked in the past hoping for the good old days, and the good old days still haven't come back. And verse 19 says, I am doing, this is what God's saying, I am doing something new. It's springing up. Can't you see it? I'm making a road in the desert and streams in the wasteland. I'll tell you what, 15 days of change is all about digging streams in our wasteland, one shovel at a time. And I'll tell you what, if God is doing something new, don't you think we should join? I mean, honestly, as our rhythms are being obstructed once again, I believe that this is the best time to create habits. This is the best time to set up structures and solidify systems to move forward in a meaningful way. But here's my thought. Okay, we can change or we will be changed. It's up to us. In this changing moment, we can change or we will be changed. John Maxwell says this, change is inevitable and growth is optional. So my question to you is this, is will you grow? I mean, really, will you allow God to help create those streams in the midst of our wasteland? I I want you to go back in our podcast at Echo Church in in January. I want you to start listening to the message. I honestly believe that God prophetically put on my heart that we were to to go ahead and use those wasted things and to leverage wasted things to make a bigger difference in our 2020. And I'll tell you what, it's not over yet. I, I would hate to allow the last nine months to define the greatness of what 2020 can be in your life. But guess what? It's gonna take us Committed to pausing, to reflecting, and stop throwing to the dogs what is holy. To stop wasting those beautiful pearls that God has given us to the pigs. Honestly, stop wasting the kernels and throwing them to the couch. Or, for my sake, Dad. I see, I believe the best asset that we have is our time. It's our every moment, it's our every day. I believe every breath can be holy, but we honestly have a propensity to waste what God gives gives us. And the question that I wanna ask you is this, is are we, are you, are you throwing away your days? Are you throwing away those holy things that God has given us as God is, doing a new thing, I don't want to waste that new thing in my life. So I want to do something different today. I want to take an assessment and I want to define a few essentials in our everyday. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to pause uh, wherever wherever you're at. I want you to create a place that could be holy could be set apart a place where you could be focused would you put your feet flat on the ground i mean honestly get up off the couch sit up okay if you're driving press pause and do this when you get home what i want you to do is prop up your phone so you can watch but not touch it i want you to lean up i want you to put your hands facing up on your lap and i want you to close your eyes and i want you to take a few deep breaths I want you to become aware of that 
air and that life coming in you and that life going out of you. I want to slow down. I want you to allow the silence to clear the room. Now I want you to invite God into this place. I want you to ask God, will you make this a holy moment? Let me pray for you. Lord, would you turn the light bulbs on in our life? Would you take lids off of our capacity, our capability, our potential, our limitations? Would you unlit us today from the boxes that we've put ourselves in? Would you reveal, Lord, the new thing you want to do in our lives? And lastly, God, would you tangibly make yourself present in this space? In Jesus' name, amen. Now, for those that can do this, I want you to grab a piece of paper or a pen wherever you're at, and I want you to write down all these questions. And if, if, um, if you don't have that, I want you to come back to this message and take notes from it. Um, but I want, to, I want you to answer these questions. Ask, and if you can't answer these questions, then ask God these questions. Here's number one. If I were to change one thing in the next 15 days, what would it be? What's that one thing that I need to change in the next 15 days? Number two, uh, what are those things that are being wasted in my life? What are those popcorn curls, those pearls, uh, those, uh, the holy things that, that I'm just throwing away and it's no big deal? Those moments those days, those weeks, those actions. And I, and I want you to ask God, reveal the waste in my life. Let me say it like this. Are there certain habits that are pulling you away from the path of God? Write those things down. And then ask God, what should I gain? I mean, really, what are some of those quality things that you want me to replace some of those wasted things? Maybe some of those things that I shouldn't be dealing with or, or participating with. What should I replace him with? Here's another one. Where should my focus be? How about this one? What needs to change? And then what I want us to do after, after you figure out all those down, you take a moment of silence. And again, this is, not, this is not possible to do while I'm speaking. So please do this after the fact or press pause right now. Uh, what I want you to do is create a checklist. And I want you to call it the everyday essential. See, we will all end up doing something. But I'm wondering if we could all intentionally set up a system in our life to succeed. This past week, Andy and I went on a date at one of our favorite local restaurants. As we wrapped up our dinner, ordering some dessert and some coffee, she came to check on us. In the process, we started asking her some questions, just asking her, what are you planning on doing in this next month when you don't have work? What's your holiday season going to look like? She ended up opening up to us and we ended up inviting her to Echo. When we asked her, hey, you should check out Echo, she responded with a very simple yet profound statement by asking us, is it okay? You see, she's a single mom, has her kiddos, and she was thinking, is this a safe place for me? Is it a safe place for my kids? And I think what struck such a chord in me 
is that the truth is many of us are making decisions every single day of asking ourselves, is this okay or is this not okay? And as I reflect and look at what my everyday essential checklist looks like, I have words on it like give. God's calling us to give of our time, give of ourselves, give of our resources, our money in this season. Anything extra going above and beyond is is meant for us to share with others. What's not okay is for us just to take and consume and to not share and to just even right now where it's like, well, you know what? I deserve to take, but I think God's calling us to give more. On my list, I wrote create. More than ever, we have probably more time than we usually have. And what is one thing that he is calling you to create? Maybe it's creating a project. Maybe it's a man shed in your backyard. Maybe it's creating, just carving out time to do something that you enjoy. What's not okay is for us just to consume or to even critique. I know for me, it's really easy in this season to just go on Netflix every night or shut down and just consume and justify my actions or lack of actions. On my list, I wrote down pause. A couple weeks ago, Andy reminded us of the importance and the value of pausing and praying. And that pausing doesn't mean just coasting or being lazy, or I think I can naturally, my personality can look at pause as like a weakness or not actually blocking out time to reflect and to pause. The opposite of that is to pacify. It's not okay to pacify in this time. And I know for me, when I look at what pacify looks like, a lot of times it's scrolling my phone. And two weeks ago, I did a little examination and just like a check on my phone and just ask myself if when I'm on my phone and I'm consuming and I'm scrolling, is it adding value to my life or is it making me anxious, depressed, um, causing envy, giving me just like thoughts that are unnecessary. And so for me, I found myself pacifying like a baby having a pacifier, um, some things that were unnecessary. In this next month, what is God calling you to build? It is time for us to start building up each other, building up relationships, building and taking that time instead of maybe tearing down each other. I think it's so quick and so easy when we can find ourselves tearing each other down or shutting down even. It's also okay for us to reflect. This is Thanksgiving and Christmas season, the holiday season. It may look different than any year in the past. So what is one thing that you could do in your reflection of just taking that shift and using it for him? Because right now it's not okay for us to reject or the opportunity for change and maybe say, well, next Christmas, it'll be normal. God is calling us to grow in this season, to not shrink back, to not retract, to not go backwards. We are being called to grow. We've been cracking some jokes in our house as I've been taking up sourdough bread. I start, I had a starter from one of my friends and I've been feeding my sourdough starter every single day, watching it grow. But it's something that I haven't done in the past. And so I'm growing as a human being, learning how to make some bread. And so as you look at your list, it may be abstract. It may be like super easy where you are just like, yeah, I'm aware. I know the things that are on my everyday essential, but I just want to challenge you to really look and to put words in there that maybe feel uncomfortable and then take it a step further and t share that list with someone else. And I think this everyday essential checklist 
is this reminder that life is day by day, that our small little actions are like shovels, one after another, creating streams within our wasteland. And what I want you to do is I want you to create a bunch of little check boxes to help us, honestly, to create the check marks for our improvement, our day-to-day actions. So what are your, what are your day's essentials? What are, the, what are the biblical essentials that you should be applying into your life for change that actually is gonna make a difference? I mean, are we able to create a system for change, positive change, if Jesus is guiding us? And, and for some of you, some of these things that you're gonna put on a list are gonna feel so minute, so small. We call them habits. Maybe reading your Bible, praying more, uh, Zoom calling a friend that, and talking to them about what God's doing in your life or how you feel or what you want God to do in your life. And some of those little decisions are going to feel so small. But I, I want to tell you this. I don't know if you know this, but a bamboo takes five years to create an extensive root system before you ever see anything on the surface. And then all of a sudden, it takes six weeks for it to grow 90 feet. And I feel in this very moment, 15 days of change, we're beginning to set up a system for positive change. A lot of what we're gonna do is gonna feel so small, so minute, but I believe that we will hit a threshold at some point. I don't know when, I can't define that, God can. But we are gonna hit breakthrough because of, honestly, faithfulness in doing the little, allowing uh, God to plant seeds in us through everyday habits and small, tiny decisions. This isn't about just setting goals. I honestly believe this is about setting a system for positive, spiritual, physical, mental, and emotional change. Can I tell you this? Winners and losers, they both have goals. But you know what winners have? They have good systems. <laughs> you can read that, actually, uh, in a, an awesome book, and I would strongly, strongly encourage you. In fact, I'll be unpacking a lot of it during this series called Atomic habits. So check it out. Winners and losers are both, both have goals, but winners have good systems. You can read that in that book. See, I believe as we walk with Jesus, we can have the best systems. Or let me say this again. As we navigate through life, we can have the best systems, but we still can miss the mark. And I can just tell you this, and what I need to tell some of you that are just kind of like searching right now, you're, you feel far from God or you don't know God at all. I have to tell you this is God sent his son Jesus to come here to be our guide, <laughs> which means this, means that if we're going to allow Jesus and God to become our guide, then we're going to have to surrender and we're going to have to allow God to lead us. Some of you, you've been looking everywhere and and honestly, you're looking everywhere and you're finding nothing. Today, I want to invite you into a life-giving relationship with Jesus Christ. And that life really starts coming into your life because we choose to follow him. And all it takes is simple surrender. It takes us acknowledging that we've sinned, that our plan has failed, 
and that we're going to lean into Jesus for the rest of our life to bring that life, to bring that relationship, that eternal life that God promises. So I'm going to invite you to pray this prayer. We at Echo pray this every week as just a sign of our commitment and honestly a a real picture that uh, we don't have it all together, but Jesus does. Let's pray. Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, and you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus' name and his authority. Amen. We're going to go back into a moment of worship, uh, what I call a moment of response. And what I want you to do is just, again, shut off all of the distractions around you and allow Jesus to start speaking to you about some of these everyday essentials that you need to start applying into your life. It's in essence what I'm saying is allow God to reveal those shovels that you're going to take with him to create streams amongst our wasteland. You unravel me with a melody Surround me with a song Of deliverance from my enemies My fears are gone I'm no
What if each one of us made a change for the better for the next 15 days? Just one change. Now, if you're anything like me, you can think of a million things and there's a lot of things running through your brain, but let's just pick one. Now for me, I've decided that I'm gonna ride the stationary bike at our house for 30 minutes every day for the next 15 days. And to stay accountable, I'm gonna post most likely a terrible one, but I'm gonna post a selfie every day. Now for some of you, it might be time to change something else. And you might be going through a lot of other things, but there's one change I want to encourage us all to take. What if we all made a conscious decision to be more generous? We're going to be doing build a bag again here at Echo to make a difference in a lot of different ways in our community. We're going to be packing bags of food to send home with families. We're going to be packing bags to help the homeless in our community. And through these bags, we're also going to help people restore their lives through a great ministry called Damascus Way. So think about this. You're going to help families, you're going to get to help people through the landing and you're going to get to help people through Damascus Way. What an amazing thing. But we need you and we need your generosity to make this happen. Let's be a people, let's be a church that is always ready to meet the need whenever they arise. Now, earlier in the message, Pastor Andy said a prayer, a prayer of, of surrender and getting to know God. One of the things we want to do is we want to encourage you, if you said that prayer, would you please reach out to us? If you said that prayer for the first time or the first time in a long time, we want to connect with you. We want to know you. We want to support you and walk with you. One other group we want to reach out to, if you are new to Echo, you've never been with us before, please email us. Please reach out. We are super excited to connect with you. We are really appreciative of who you guys are. Thank you so much for joining us this week, and we look forward to seeing you real soon.